Once upon a wander. Today we're here with Marissa and I met Marissa in Maine as I was just starting to meet new people and make friends so I was excited to learn that she'd also been a seasonal traveler. Marissa is currently navigating the COVID adventure by helping to figure out how to manage a gym but she previously lived and worked aboard the cruise ship Disney Magic and I really want to know what that's like. So Marissa welcome to Once Upon a Wander. Ooh, <laughs> thank you for having yeah. me. First, I want to know what circumstances led you to decide to work on a cruise ship. I just have always loved Disney. In the summer of 2016, we went on a cruise and I remember I was standing on one of the balconies and it was during the pirate party and I'm just looking down and I just started sobbing. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I just started sobbing and I'm like, I do this. I want to be here. I want to like give kids this magical experience and these magical memories. And um, I applied. I was a youth entertainment host, hmm. so I had to audition for my role. And then I got hired on. And the process for them can take anywhere from three to six months, maybe a year once you've been hired. Mine was very fast. I don't know, the beginning of December, they're like, we want you to leave January 4th. And I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> That's really cool. But yeah, it was just, it was just that idea of like, I really want to give magical memories to kids. And I grew up having these memories and mm -hmm. receiving all this love and family feel. And I'm like, I want to do that. That's nice. That's a really specific memory. I yeah. Cool. It okay. Was. It's not always that straightforward. Can you take me through the experience of boarding the ship for the first time and going up to your room? What were your feelings about it? Um, I was excited. I was really excited to be boarding. So they bring you in two days before you board. The first day, they give you park tickets and they're like, here you go, this is why you got up early, go spend the day at the parks. You have a lot of people, you know, from different countries that haven't, been to the parks before and they're just coming to work on the ship so it's important to Disney that they know the product so that was day one and then day two it's a like briefing I guess of being on board and kind of what to expect they give you your first ears and it's like a Mickey hat yeah it's super cute they give you just one of the classic black Mickey hats with the ears so that was that was fun and then you board the next day. So we were in Orlando. We had to go to Miami. That's where our main port was. It was in Miami. We're on a bus. And I remember that morning I was excited. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, this is <laughs> happening. <laughs> and I was just pumped. And then I slept because it was really early. It was like four in the morning. <laughs> and so I slept. Um, and then as we're like pulling up to the ship, I just like a kid in a candy store, you know, they walk in and their eyes light up and it's just magical. And I was like, there's the ship. That's my new home for the oh, next wow. four months. So the first thing that you do, you get in line 
all the new employees get on board and you see the hallway that you're walking down and it's funny because you said like the feeling of going up to our rooms our rooms are down <laughs> so right. Right, right. Down. like yeah we, we go down <laughs> um but after we got on board you have to go through security training because of titanic yeah. <laughs> what happened there oh. changed the cruising industry forever so well and that's not even just titanic there was another i can't remember the name of parts of the caribbean i think you're thinking of no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good ride though gotcha. <laughs> um no it was a ship off the coast of i want to say it was in italy the ship crashed and they show they show us a video the guy came too close to the island and he hit it and so the ship started to leave. Sounds familiar, yeah. And um, people, I mean, people died, people jumped off and had to swim to shore in like freezing cold water in the middle of the night, yeah. You watch this video back and you see people sitting there and the intercom's going off, the captain wasn't very clear. He was like, not really sure what's going on. The employees were like, oh no, everything's fine. So the employees didn't even have the training. Oh, no. So your first two weeks on board, you are strictly sitting in a classroom. You're learning protocols. Um, but it was fun. It was exciting. Got to meet a lot of people, make a lot of friends from different countries. And I just remember it was like, I'm not the time of my life. They actually show you in HR training, they show you a graph and they're like, this is what your emotional life is about to look like. Ooh. And they, it starts up high and then they're like, at about a month in, it's just going to drop. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> and they're like, and then it'll go back up about halfway, you know, for the next month or two and kind of level out and then it'll peak again and then it'll drop again, and then right before you leave, it'll peak. And it's like, that's pretty accurate. Wow, that really describes a lot of seasonal jobs, too. There's always a drop-off midsummer, and yeah. then it kicks back up, and that's a time where a lot of people quit. Right. But maybe you can't do that on a cruise ship as I, easily. No, <laughs> I mean, you're drop. under contract if you really hate it. One of the guys who got on board with us, he left after, like, I don't know if he even finished HR training. It was a little scary. I'm not really oh. sure how we got hired, to oh be quite honest with you. Um, Nepotism. <laughs> you just had these really violent thoughts. So we're starting to touch on the next question. I'm curious what your friend group was like and how you guys normally spent time together on board a cruise ship or off board. Um, friends on a cruise ship is funny, man. You meet people from all over the world and you create this bond with people were friends that I haven't talked to since I left. I could reach out to them if I'm visiting their country and easily have a place to stay. Mm -hmm. um, because people just, they just understand. Yeah. It's just like the community that you have. But at the same time, a lot of those friendships fall on a very like one note friendship because you are friends with the people you work with and you live where you work. So a lot of the people that I got to know, I got to know on a face level. 
and like I love them to pieces like mm-hmm. they're freaking hilarious but I wouldn't call them like super super good friends or anything it's hard it, and I think it's hard to build those relationships especially because when you work with your friends all you talk about is work and when you work 12 hour days all you want to do is vent and unfortunately it's like everybody just vents to each other so one of the biggest pieces of advice I was given by my trainer he was like make friends out of your department and because you don't have that commonality of your immediate workspace you can get to know those people a little bit better and the space you hang out is the crew bar mm-hmm. that's like the big main place they do do crew events so they have um, a crew activities coordinator on board and uh, crew members drink a lot <laughs> yeah i have heard that so yeah i don't know if it's for me but some of it sounds really interesting it's like it's cool to be in the crew bar and because mm-hmm. it's a great place to socialize that's where everybody goes after work and you're exhausted i mean you work anywhere from nine to twelve hours and then you like gotta socialize somehow yeah. so you just stay up till 1 a.m and then you get up at six the next day yeah. to go to work does the crew get to mingle with the passengers at all? It sounds like they really don't. It's uh, it's tough. I would say there's no department you work in where you can mingle with the guests in, mm-hmm. in a sort of way unless you're crew staff and you're working with the young adults. I mean, you can't touch anybody, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the food like for staff and what were your living quarters like? Hmm. Food was not great. <laughs> I kind of figured, but... <laughs> yeah, they really put a low budget on employee food. Breakfast was always the best meal of the day because what they serve for breakfast is usually what they serve the guests. Lunch was always hit and miss. There's always a pasta. There's always some sort of Asian dish. Um, is there salad and vegetables? There's a salad bar, I guess you can call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds generous. There would be times I'd walk over there and there's no lettuce, or oh. there's no spinach, or there's no greens. And I'm like, so what am I supposed to do with this? So it's kind of like the dining center. Dinner was always more fun. Sometimes they do special dinners for the crew. They'll like come in, they'll do like white tablecloths and macaroni and cheese was always always a delicacy um (laughs) (laughs) better pizza uh chicken fingers um okay like sounds like a cafeteria yeah more food that's bad for you but tastes much better than the other stuff that we usually have okay um i don't know if i could survive this (laughs) it's it's pretty wild (laughs) um as far as like living quarters they're small, but you don't spend a lot of time in them, okay. so it doesn't really matter. I think the hardest part is if you don't like your roommate. I didn't really have that problem. I liked all my roommates, but yeah, the space is small. You have like one wardrobe, one drawer. There's like a little desk. The bathroom is tiny. There was this really tall guy when I first started working there, and I I actually asked him. I was like, Tiago, how do you? take showers because <laughs> the showers are short <laughs> he's like i have to take the handle off and use it because <laughs> i'm too tall it doesn't reach and he's so much longer than the beds 
Um, and I actually read a post the other day. I'm in this group on Facebook, and it's called the Crew Bar. So it's got a bunch of posts from people mm-hmm. that have worked on cruise ships. And somebody said, did you ever have those loud, annoying neighbors? And I'm like, my first cabin. There was like three men that lived next door to us. And at like two in the morning, they are blasting music. And you can hear it right through the wall. Oh, I got in a, such a big fight with these guys. Like everybody is entitled to, and like has the right to sleep is kind of the idea. So at all times of the day, the um, corridors should be quiet for a crew. The other thing that they do is cabin inspection. You have to make sure your bed is made. You have to make sure your life jacket is sitting on top of your bed. And this is how they expect you to leave your cabin all the time. Although everybody knows that that doesn't happen. Um, And so you're not allowed to have dairy. There's one of them, any dairy products you're not allowed to have in your fridge. You know, you just kind of hide everything. (laughs) You spend a lot of time in the morning just like throwing shit in in closets so that they can't go in there and see. (laughs) Nice. This question has to be asked. Did you get to spend time off the boat in the different ports? Um, it's tough. You definitely have time to get off the ship, at least in the department I worked in. I mean, we did things like I went to Rome, just like an hour and a half bus trip from where we were docked. So I had time to do that one day, getting like taxis and going to the beach or going to like bars farther away. So you, you do have time to like get off and do stuff, which is nice. I don't think all of the departments have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, these people were amazing. Um, I saw like dish cleaners that would be up early. They'd get a few hours off the ship. They'd come back, work all day, and then you see them down in the crew areas cutting hair for wow. more money. I don't know when these people sleep. So I assume one of the draws then is that if you're not getting off the ship and you don't have Amazon delivering to you, you can pretty much save all the money you're making in these ridiculous hours. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The reason a lot of these people are there to begin with is because the currency exchange rate is so fast. So, I mean, these people are just sending all their money back home, sending it back to their families. That's all the questions I have. Is there anything else you'd like to add or recommendations or anything we missed? I'm surprised you didn't like want any juicy, dirty details. Do you have any? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take juicy, dirty details. Um, cruise lines are kind of shitty, man. They don't treat employees that great, to be honest with you. The officers, a lot of the officers are skeezy. Mm super skeezy because they know they're like I got my own cabin yeah um, and they will do what they can to hook up a lot of employees on cruise ships are married or in relationships back home but there's this rule on cruise ships that once you're on the cruise ship you're single and it's just like it's like amazing it's astounding to me that people are like that and most cruise lines call it the I-95 and this is just the long white crew hallway to get you from one end of the ship to the other. It's the most uncomfortable thing walking down that hallway. It's like walking down a street with a bunch of men just on the sides, but it's a thin hallway, yeah. 
the other problem is you know everybody. Everybody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. HR departments on board, they're very much obviously on the side of the company. So if mm-hmm. something bad happens to someone, they will do whatever they can to keep that quiet. I can't actually say that I'm surprised. That's unfortunate to hear, but in that sort of really crowded, always together, tons of work environment, I'm mm-hmm. not really surprised, honestly. Yeah. Would you say, despite all the shortcomings, that that experience was worth it for you? Oh, yeah. I think at the end of the day, if anybody's going to go work on a cruise line, you have to take it at face value. First of all, you know, research the company you're applying for. Learn the good things and the bad things. You have to take what you can and take the positives because there are so many times when you're tired, you're exhausted, you're frustrated. And and I think it's really just being able to take that, set it aside and say, this does not affect me. This does not hurt me. And then take the experiences that you can have that are positive. That is how you will get the most out of your cruise ship experience. Well, that was a fascinating conversation. I felt like I just watched a movie in my head. Thank you <laughs> You're for taking me through the Disney cruise ship experience. Yeah. yeah thanks, Marissa. That was You're great. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Once Upon a Wander is produced by WanderJobs.com. WanderJobs is a job board for seasonal travelers who want to live in beautiful places. All jobs come with staff housing. Once? Are you saying once? Once upon a wonder.